And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's Saturday night. We're here again. We're back with all of our friends for what I'm sure should be a great piece of podcast media that maybe won't be two hours like it was last week, but I can't be certain. Can't be certain. Yeah, it might be. It might, you know, we waffle on quite a fair bit. We do. The only thing I'm certain of is that I'm certain of nothing at all, and also that when I try and make the show go shorter, it will definitely make it go longer. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We keep saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, uh -huh. oh, 122 minutes, you know. Yeah, I don't know what that says about our personalities, that when we're told to wrap it up and do less, we do more. Maybe we're just constant people pleasers. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that we're like when, when we do like our comic reviews, we're, we're always in the back of our minds going like, go make it eight minutes. Go make, yeah. make it longer. Go make it longer for, for the algorithm. Yeah. For YouTube. They used to like it shorter. Now they like it longer. And I used to force it. Now I don't. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. you know what? Six is enough. Six is fine. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I always feel good when I do get that eight. Yeah, I know. It's like, ah, I, I, I successfully reviewed a comic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I've been talking to some other creators about like algorithms and shit and the weird searchability on YouTube. One guy told me he doesn't even put tags in his video I anymore and it I, doesn't make yeah, a difference. I don't either because I, yeah, I did like an experiment with that where I did a month with tags and a month without no fucking change. Which is fucking horrible for YouTube. So that's like, oh, so you're making it so no one finds my videos anymore? You're completely taking away searchability? I guess I'm not Mr. Beast, or I guess I'm yeah. not, you know, one of the fucking Pauls, you know, one of the three people you guys are actually interested in promoting here on YouTube. I, I know, right? I know. It, it, it's funny because, like, ever since, like, they changed all those rules, do you, do you also get where it's like you'll have, like, your usual, like, recommendations of channels you're subscribed to, and mm -hmm. then, like, a random, like let's player with like two views that you've never yeah. heard of yeah i'll get that as well it's like i'm assuming they're paying money for a promotion i'm assuming I, I have to assume that yeah yeah i see that too and i'm like who the fuck are you i i do you have a, this thing too this happens sometimes too uh stuttering craig who uh was like a major hub of a wheel on a couple youtube things he was with like screw attack when they started he was like with i think machinima i don't know he was like with three different video game channels and he's back again i guess he's completely revamped his channel for another time mm -hmm. and i was still subscribed to him so i came back and i'm like who the fuck is this thing that i'm subscribed <laughs> to now and i'm like oh it's craig again i guess he's rebranded yet another time and is back again <laughs> Well, I'll be damned. Good good for him, because he's like an old dude in internet terms, so good for him to keep coming back. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I, I know he's like like had some pretty high-profile things of like, oh, you were part of big channels, and then got screwed over, and I don't think made near as much money as you probably should have for all the work you put in. <laughs> so, you know, relatable internet underdog. <laughs> so, uh, how you been, Matt? How's your week been treating you? Uh, really busy. The, f the first, like, two days of the week, I got kind of ill. I got caught, like, a bug, and, like, so I spent a little bit of time in bed and work. And then, like, near the end of the week, I haven't, I hadn't been home since, like, from Wednesday to, like, Friday night, because I was oh, staying shit. over with family, because we, we had Australia Day on Friday, so I got, like, oh, a nice. day off and everything. We just had, like, well, a barbecue. Happy Australia Day, too. Yeah, pe people aren't really too interested in it anymore. They want to change the date, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want. It's all good, as long as yeah. I still get my public holiday. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's the same deal here with Canada and Family Day. In fact, we have Family Day coming out next month. It's early February, basically out of the blue. The Harper government was like, and here's a free civic holiday. We're just throwing in here out of the blue. And mostly people just complain about who gets it and who doesn't because some workers get it, some don't. And they're ah. like, every, and everyone forgets about it. We've had it for like almost a decade now, but everyone forgets. Oh yeah, early February, you get a holiday. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, what was it called again? Family Day? Wow, you, you guys really just picked the first name you came up with, huh? <laughs> It's literally that joke from Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the chat saying Craig is down the right wing rabbit hole. Ah, that's a shame. Aww. That's always the problem yeah. when a YouTuber comes back where it's like, hey, yeah. did their brain get melted I, in the last I, couple years? Shit. I've had a couple where like I subscribed to them years ago and you like look at their channel mm -hmm. now and it's all like, you know, woke Disney, you know, all mm -hmm. that bullshit stuff and you're the, like, oh, unsubscribe. <laughs> 
the the brain rot is real unfortunately (laughs) it's real and it's prominent that's that's a shame and also too because i said he's an older guy on the internet which means he's probably extra susceptible to that shit as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. he he, he's the definition of one of those i used to be with it then they changed what it was (laughs) just just to completely double up on fucking simpsons references (laughs) But yeah, fa- family day. It's a lot like the Canadian version of Australia Day, but I'm glad you got a holiday. That that sucks getting sick too. I thought I was getting sick this week and I love in our modern era where it's like, "Oh, am I just getting regular sick? Is this a cold or do I have a fun new virus? I don't know." Yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky it was just like one of those like head cold like 24 48 hour things cuz like I went to bed, I like slept for like 9 hours, got up and I was like completely fine. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad you were able to bounce back from that, especially with our job, because, like, we need our voices and we need to be able Mm -hmm. to talk. And you know that if we do get sick, we can't stop. We just have to struggle through it. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back every so often and be like, oh, yeah, I was really fucked up in this video. (laughs) You can tell I'm literally dying in this one. There's there's an old, old man Logan review where I was like just recovering from some shit and like I was on some really heavy drugs too. And I think the video is only like three minutes because that's all I could friggin muster and I knew I was sweating through it. And I'm like, this is the worst video I've ever done, but I have to put it out. Yeah, yeah, he does get like that sometimes, doesn't it? We, we must feed the YouTube beast because if we do, there's no telling when we can come back from it. <laughs> Which, hey, that's how we started this conversation, how crazy algorithms are now and how nothing seems to be searchable anymore. And also, all the new hoops you gotta jump through to make a channel uh, actually able to make money now, I know, because, mm-hmm. hey, I keep I keep promoting it, Cape Joel Extra, everyone. That is where we will start putting up the video versions of this show eventually. Eventually. I'm thinking, like, maybe every two weeks now, which, again, is kind of bad because the same guy I was talking to about it, he's like, yeah, I took a week off on my podcast channel and everything fell down 50%. And I'm like, oh, awesome. It's nice to know I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. <laughs> you see, the thing is, you just need more content to put out every week. You basically just need to be a machine and monetize everything you do. <laughs> Get get ready for uh what is it Joel I don't know Joel does his taxes Joel does grocery shopping I'm gonna be an IRL streamer now oh god go hang out with what's it Ice Poseidon and Burger yeah, and, Andy and, and all those guys and Andy Dick apparently oh yeah fuck yeah Andy Dick if you ever wonder what happened to Andy Dick everyone he became an IRL I, streamer uh, yeah. But even then, he's not really an IRL streamer. He just crashes he, on the couches of real-life IRL he's streamers. He's like a secondary and they give him character. Boost. He's like Kramer. Yeah, he's lit- He's become a real-life Kramer <laughs> where he just invades all these other IRL streamers' lives and they give him, like, booze and drug and shit. Yeah, and then beat the shit out of him. Every so often, which, Jesus Christ, <laughs> if you could go back in time to news radio and be like, hey, man, so this is what's going to happen to you in the future. Yeah, stay off the drugs and booze. <laughs> And I'm sure he'd be like, nah, I like it, though. <laughs> he he seems like a dude where it's like, oh, man, don't you feel bad? Didn't you ruin your life and your potential? Nah, I'm Andy Dick. I'm doing exactly what I want to be. <laughs> Chemdog saying Cape Jewel sleep stream coming soon. You know what? That would be disappointing, too, because it's like, wow, Joel doesn't get near enough of it, and he sleeps at weird hours. Yeah, and be like those guys you see on, like, TikTok every now and then where they sleep, and then when someone donates, like, a certain amount, like, I know uh, and a foghorn goes off or like they have to get up and dance or something. Do they do that? Have you not seen that? No, it, that sounds so, fucking dystopian. So, so the ones I've seen are mostly people who I assume come from third world countries or oh, you know, that's a shame. Uh, places in like Asia. And they're like, yeah, they'll be like asleep and like someone will donate like a certain amount of bits or like whatever the tiktok equivalent is and like right music will start playing and it'll like wake them up or they'll have to like if it's a certain another certain amount they'll have to like get up and dance or something oh that's dark that's, yeah it's that, fucked that it, up that that is like one step removed from the yeah. running man where it's like yeah. shit we might as well just have our criminals fight to the death at that point if we're if we're that starved for entertainment i know right yeah we might as well just do it. Also, we are on very different sides of TikToks. Mostly, I just see cute animals and recipes and shit. <laughs> oh, I've got all the weirdos on TikTok. It's great. 
I guess so, man. That, that's what's so funny about TikTok, and I've said this before in relation to YouTube. The TikTok algorithm is actually, like, way better at understanding what kind of person you are to an almost scary degree because mm. it's like, hey, here's here's stuff you like, and then maybe every, like, 10th or 12th swipe, here's something that will piss you off. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because we know that that, like, garners more friggin' engagement, so here's a thing tailor-made to make you angry, judging by all the things you've liked, and I'm like, God damn it, TikTok. <laughs> you are, like, the best worst friend. You are just a pot stirrer. <laughs> Joel plays with Lincoln Logs will uh, place the YouTube, yeah, will be the thing for the YouTube algorithm to win. Yeah. Man, do they still make Lincoln Logs? No clue. I'm assuming they must. Also, the joke about being sleep streamers. Hell, that Pokemon sleep thing came out. That's a new thing. Maybe I'll just play that, which apparently <laughs> is just Pokemon making fun of you for having shitty sleep patterns. Oh, you didn't get a full eight hours. That makes Snorlax very sad. <laughs> well, fuck you, Snorlax. I'm going through a lot right now, I'll have you know. Fat son of a bitch. <laughs> That's mean. I shouldn't body shame you, Snorlax. <laughs> Now, if only they can Pokemonize everything else I do. Pokemon, you know, eat good. I guess Pokemon Go was basically just Pokemon exercise, wasn't it? Uh, Pokemon's the old thing. It's the Power Worlds nowadays. Yes, yeah. So Power World is like a hot thing. I didn't intend to talk about it, but because the conversation got here uh, naturally, I I was always hesitant about Power World. I'm like, this looks kind of cool. But it also looks 50-50 like it could be a scam, and also I'm afraid to spend money on this because I feel like Game Freak might come on in and sue these people into the ground. I, um, it's on Game Pass on the, on the Xbox, so I, like, download- Is I it fucking really? I, I haven't played it yet, but I've downloaded the, uh, downloaded it, so I'm gonna check it out at some point when I get some time, but yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's been very funny seeing, like- Very. Like, people- who uh, they're defending a fucking billion dollar corporation and they're, right. they're, they're upset that there is a game that could possibly mean that game freak ups their ante and actually starts developing proper games well, well it's weird too because like i've seen these arguments and i'm like guys it's barely even a pokemon game it has yeah. more in common with arc survival yep. than it does anything else and funnier still it seemed like game freak didn't give a shit until people started modding it and putting pokemon yeah. in they're like <laughs> okay that's too far guys we were we were gonna be cool we were gonna live and let live now maybe the now maybe the lawyers have to get involved now you want that i i saw people on on twitter who were actively trying to get like funds raised so they could hire uh solicitors and law lawyers and stuff for nintendo to to pursue legal action against the creators of power i'm like dude take the boot out of your mouth <laughs> yeah i think i think they're gonna be okay what is it like pokemon is maybe second only to like grand theft auto and like the fastest selling piece of media ever yeah. in fact it makes so much money and is such a massive freaking seller that's the core uh at the center of many of their problems when it comes to innovation where they're like we can't innovate because we got to have the next one out in three years we can't mm -hmm. ever sit down and think about this because we got to think about plushies and squishmallows and lunch boxes and stickers and everything else that have to come out and episodes of the anime because this is like a self-sustaining perpetual motion machine and if we stop we right. might die right which, honestly, it sounds like working on Pokemon is fucking a hellish endeavor, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, Game Freak's Japanese developers, aren't they? Yes, yes, yeah, they Yeah, if are. it's anything like their VFX industry, they are, they are crunched to the gills. Yeah, I bet they are worked to death. Because, like, I'm sure even now, like, Scarlet and Violet just had its last uh, DLC epilogue there. I am sure they're hard at work on whatever the next one is. And whatever the remake is, because that kind of seems to be what they do now. They do a remake, they'll do like a Legends Arceus, and then they'll do like an actual, like, real mainline one. Mm -hmm. Which I think people are thinking black and white will probably get uh, remade next, which is funny, because that's the one that takes place in America. <laughs> yeah, American Pokemon, and you can tell, because one of the gym leaders is a Texan with a big hat. <laughs> of course, of course. And you go to not-quite-Pokemon New York. <laughs> which is always fun. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, we're a comic book podcast, guys. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Though honestly, this conversation was so good, I almost said, fuck the news this week. Let's just keep talking like this. <laughs> hey, hey man, you see those uh, 
new trailers there for those things that should have been movies but are actually going straight to Amazon that uh that new Roadhouse movie with Jake Gyllenhaal you see that yeah and it, it looks pretty good it does doesn't it I mean man freaking Jake Gyllenhaal slapping the shit out of people Conor McGregor being what he was always meant to be an 80s movie villain yeah an 80s like Miami Vice heavy yep and I'm like, man, finally, it's the role he was born to play. And I'm like, wow, that looks really cool. And then I found out later the director, Doug Lyman, is actually super pissed at this because yep. he made the movie for MGM back in the day. MGM got bought by Amazon. Amazon said, oh, yeah, yeah, we promised, you know, uh, what is it, you know, throw our considerable heft behind the movie. If it's good, we'll definitely bring it to theaters. Actually, fuck you now. We're just sending it straight to streaming. Yeah, that sounds like Amazon. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Why? This totally feels like this is something that should go to theaters. This exactly. feels like this could be a big thing. Yeah, it's a Doug Lyman film. He made good films. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, likewise, the complete opposite end of it, John Cena's new one, that comedy Ricky Stenicki, where I'm like, yeah, this looks like something that should open at number four and end up getting a major cult following. Why doesn't Hollywood release comedies like this anymore? Yeah, it's it's it, it looks like even the poster looks like an early 2000, like mid 2000s, like 2006 era, like raunchy comedy. Yes, which honestly, because it's 2024 now, people are nostalgic for those now. And John Cena is one of the biggest stars in the world. I bet that would have done well. Look at um, uh, that recent Jennifer Lawrence one. Yeah, that one yeah, did yeah, really yeah. Well, and then there was that other one with uh that guy from Top Gun and the woman everyone fucking loves on Twitter at the moment, or whatever Sydney Sweeney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both of them yeah, did it was really fucking well. Yeah, it, w it was a great year for R-rated comedies last year. Joyride, Bottoms, mm. Strays. Uh, yeah, it was a great year for R-rated comedies. Renfield, even, yep. where it's like, wow, none of these movies made any money and were rushed to streaming like a month later, but I think these will actually stand the test of time, these movies. <laughs> I mean, I guess with it being streaming, I guess they're allowed a little bit more freedom, so they can probably be a little bit more raunchy, but who knows? Yeah, but yeah, still. There, there is a market for that in the theaters as well. There really should be. Because, you know, for all the talk to of like, man, you know, the c cinema is dead and superhero movies killed it. No, fear of just not putting out anything is what killed it. Superhero movies are going to keep filling up the theaters because that's what people see because it's also all you're offering them. I'm mm -hmm. sure if you gave them a chance, they might see something different. Hell, Barbie and Super Mario were different. Yes, they were part of bigger franchises in and of themselves, but I think a good reason that they did as well as they did is because, you know, hey, here's just some genre that that you don't get as much video it's, game movie and movie based on toy not only video game movies but video game movies that were like good that were actually pretty good yeah that also making good movies also goes a long way too mm -hmm. and actually hey that's a beautiful segue into what we're talking about matt another streaming show in the comic book genre no less yeah yeah uh, so the actor who played Bullseye has apparently been tapped for a return for Born Again. So yeah, we're just we're just fully running back the Netflix era of Daredevil after almost not doing it. Now we're just doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wilson Bethel was coming back. He's come back for only three episodes though, and That's fine. it's the same three episodes Karen Page is scheduled to be in the show. So she's oh, about to do shit. The, the, she's about to do the thing that she's most famous for in the comics that everyone do seems to forget. Everyone seems to forget. Everyone's really mad that they want to kill her off. I'm like, but that's what she's known for. Yeah, again, you know, not to get into a whole conversation about women in refrigerators and everything, yeah. but yeah, Daredevil has a tragic love life. Karen is kind of where it all started with. That's where the series kind of grew up, got darker, got much more film noir. And also, you know, if they're going to do the story from Born Again, I have to wonder, will they spin it into a, oh yeah, you know, Matt had his entire identity outed because of her. Although I suppose they kind of already did that in the show already, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember whether they did. I know that it's the, like the police were 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 hunting him in the third season, but I don't think they he was outed as Daredevil. I will fully admit it has been a long ass time since I've seen those Netflix shows, and my mm. recollection is hazy. But you know what? That's okay because I think the recollection of Born Again will also be hazy. Yeah, yeah. It, as I've been saying, when we we've, we've seen like like set photos and stuff of all of them together, it's like what was that uh, that original pitch before the restructuring? What right? the fuck happened there? <laughs> we we gotta hunt down Christos Gage because I know he worked on it. 
because obviously he works on television and writes really good comics. We got to sit him down at a convention, get him good and drunk, because I know he wrote on it. Be like, okay, what the hell was the show before, though? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I know I know they mentioned that it was more, like, legal, procedural. Which, yeah, more which, grounded. Which I'm fine with, like, it makes sense that, like, Could you know, work. Matt Murdock's a lawyer. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, but Maybe yeah. we would have gotten more yellow suit. I don't know. Yeah, well, didn't he, wasn't he meant to, like, suit up only in, like, the fourth episode or something? Something like that. According to, uh, what is it, Christos Gage, the episode he wrote, there was basically, like, no costume stuff until the very end. Mm, mm. Which probably would have pissed me off, but maybe not, because, like, Matt Murdock's one of those well-rounded characters. He doesn't need to be in the costume every time. And, hell, the original Born Again story, he basically doesn't wear it at all. Yeah. So it's not impossible to tell a good Daredevil story where he doesn't put the costume on. I just would really like him to put the costume on. Yeah, yeah. Just put it on, Matt. It's a good co- put put your costume on, Matt. Put it on. <laughs> put it on, you son of a bitch. Just wear it. We made it for you. Why don't you want to wear your costume, Matt? <laughs> Speaking of costumes, if Bullseye is coming back, hopefully he gets his comic costume, because obviously he didn't get it mm-hmm. in that Daredevil season. He basically just ran around in Daredevil's stolen suit. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow make it. I can't remember what happens to him at the end of the show, whether he keeps, Me either, the, co- actually. keeps the costume or not. But like, I guarantee you they'll... That would be something where like he uses like an old Daredevil costume and like paints it or something. Or something like that. I know the Netflix show made a huge deal out of the fact that, like, oh, this is the stuff the Gladiator makes. He makes bulletproof costumes and bulletproof mm-hmm. suits that let regular people do super stuff. They were very sure to, like, weave that into the fabric of the show. No pun intended that that was, like, a major thing. But I wonder as well whether they'll actually end up bringing him back. Because now they've got that other guy that uh, Matt went to in uh, She-Hulk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was like doing it, although he he seemed to be like the LA based guy, whereas Gladiator is yes. like the the New York based guy, right? Uh, Doctor Weird Comics saying he got paralyzed at the end of the show. Did he? Ah, they can work that out. Yeah, he. I, I imagine he'll he'll go through like uh, what is it like? He got better. Yeah, like physical therapy and just like the sheer will of him will allow him to. My, walk, my, my, walk my hate. My yeah. hate sustained me and repaired yeah. my spine. I just hated so much. I am Bullseye, number one Daredevil hater. <laughs> if Daredevil's got a million haters, I'm one of them. <laughs> That's his thing. Or, you know, they'll, they'll hand waved away like a fucking hand magic. You or reckon, he got an adamantium spine. Do you reckon they'll bring the hand back? Being that, do you reckon they'll bring the hand back since so much of those first two, two three seasons of, of Daredevil were... were all about the hand this is true again and they didn't exactly do a great version of it did they by the end nah nah the the further they got away from like silly red clad ninjas the less i liked it where it's like come on guys there's nothing wrong with crazy ninjas but then it also kind of dived back into it where it's like oh yeah there's like a giant dragon under new york new york city but just the bones yeah but yeah we don't ever really get to see it and then Matt Murdock destroys an entire building and gets sucked into a pipe and yeah, whatever. And, and then Echo maybe kind of makes reference to it by saying, oh, when dragons come to our world and it's like, well, you know, maybe they did, depending on whether or not Iron Fist and the Defenders is in continuity. I mean, Shang-Chi definitely had a dragon, but that was a dragon in another universe. Yeah, yeah. What kind of dragons are we talking here? Are we talking medieval dragons? Are we talking drakes? Are we talking wyverns? What are we yeah, talking? Yeah, be specific. Be specific. Yeah, be specific, old man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like the chat's idea. Maybe he'll just get like a brand new adamantium spine. Someone will give it to him. Yeah, Wilson is. He they they alluded to that he's got like that tech in Echo. You know that that sign That's language. True. So he's got access to like tech. So I wouldn't be as his run for mayor. Maybe this could be his like. I need someone as, like, my my second-in-command. I need a new Wesley. Yeah, that would be good. It would also be a great way. Hey, bring back the Tinkerer from Spider-Man. Say that the Tinkerer Mm. is working for Kingpin now. Yeah. Because then you get that Spider-Man connection, and then, I mean, everyone would just kind of love that. When uh, Adrian and and the guy who plays Scorpion went to, like, prison, his crew, like, got snatched up by Fisk. 
makes a lot of sense. Or if you just want to steal stuff from the 90s cartoon, Alistair Smythe comes in in his hovering <laughs> wheelchair and says, yeah, 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 I'll make the adamantium spine, but I really want to tell you about these spider slayers I'm working on. <laughs> and Fisk is like, would you shut up about the fucking transforming robots? <laughs> Take your mech shit out of here. This isn't an anime. Yeah, I don't care about that. I just want to win the mayoral election. <laughs> one day I'll build my spider slayers. One day. <laughs> uh, and actually, hey, that uh, segues very nicely into our next story. Marvel What If Season 3. Apparently they're further along than I thought because we actually got uh, even more insight into what it's going to be about and uh, two stories in particular one we got a story where it's the avengers in giant mechs which yes mm -hmm. please yeah it looks really cool yes please more of that more fun genre swings please while you're mm -hmm. at it season two was really good about that and season three looks to be diving headlong into it because we're getting a fast and the furious we're getting a giant avengers mech and we also look to be getting a story focusing on sam wilson as captain america which i had to do a double take because the story's like this is our first time we've seen sam wilson as cap in three years and i'm like fuck off that can't yeah, possibly be it, true and then i'm like shit it is yeah it's fucking weird isn't it because they did that they, they they like did a big push with like shang chi and like all these characters barely fucking seen any of them i mean clearly that's just covid fucking with them that's covid yeah, and then the strikes that's, that's covid and strikes clearly they were meant to be way further along in all of this stuff than they are mm -hmm. right now and everything has been delayed and after getting delayed everything had to be reworked and now will probably need to be re reworked further because <laughs> jonathan majors <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This, the, I, I hate to call this the gas leak phase because I think there's a lot of really great ideas here that people weren't really appreciating and weren't really giving their due. But boy, is this phase just like, yep, you guys had everything working against you in this one, didn't you? Yeah, it seems like now they're starting to get everything back on track. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to see the fruits of those labors in the coming years. But yeah, it's just, yeah, there, there was a minute there where everything just kind of was against them, wasn't it? It is. And you know, I think looking back on it, the strikes were probably the best thing to happen to them mm -hmm. because, hey, much like the Pokemon company, your massive success is sometimes as much a hindrance as it is anything else because it means you never get to stop, breathe, and evaluate. Yep. yep. Because you always are moving on to the next thing. And it's hard to, you know, what is it? It's hard to paint your car when you're already motoring downhill. Yeah. And yeah, we like we saw that with like Daredevil. Obviously, the strikes made Kevin Feige go like, oh, let's go see what Daredevil's up to. What the fuck is this show? I'm going to need to restructure it. Let's bring the Loki yeah. guys in and like reshoot it all. <laughs> yeah, people, people liked the Loki show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Loki show actually finished pretty strong, all things considered. It did, yes. Yeah. So moving on from there uh, to some video game news, actually, uh, it was announced this week, kind of out of nowhere, that uh, the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League game. You're getting a surprise piece of DLC and you're getting it for free. You're going to get to play as the Joker. Yeah, there's a new version of the Joker in the game. He's from another universe. Sorry to spoil what might have actually been a fun twist. Yeah, I already knew this was happening because I saw some of the leaks. But yeah, they, yeah. they really should have just announced this like 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 the like this week the game comes out this week so they should have announced it like on the friday or something this this also feels kind of desperate this feels like hey guys you can play the joker too and yeah. it's free and we got lots of more stuff coming please please don't be mad at us because of all these online things we promise we tried to fix it as much as we could <laughs> yeah at least all of the new characters that are coming out are going to be free you're not gonna have to pay for them well that's pretty good do we know who else we're getting uh i know deathstroke is one of them Oh, that makes sense. Um, I think uh, a, a female Mr. Freeze variant. Ah, so Nora. Well, that's pretty new. Not Nora. She, I think her name is Victoria Freeze. I think the idea is that it's from another universe because that's, oh. I think, the idea of the end game. There is other universes and that's where these characters come in. Right. Well, shit, I guess we've opened that door now. And hey, because we still need this to be in continuity with those three Batman games, we can bring back anyone else we killed or otherwise dealt with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess that's an option. Okay, fine, I guess. Again, I'm probably not getting this one when it comes out. I will get this one later and I will defer to you for it because I know you're going to be in on it. Yeah, launch. I'm, I'm going to play it when it comes out. Yeah, see, it, it, see what it's like. 
did it bother you too where it's like yeah and here's how joker gets around the city with a big umbrella yeah because it's not like there's another famous batman villain with a big umbrella seriously what is up with the fucking traversal in this game well the i the umbrella kind of makes sense to me because i know penguin is the one who gives you your gear right so it would make sense for him to be here use this umbrella it should have been a balloon. It should, it should have been have a balloon been, yeah. filled with Joker gas. Is well, what one it of those have been. balloons from the Batman '89. Yes. Movie. See. Yeah. Rocksteady, you totally should have paid us to work on this. We could have come up with way better ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is all I'm saying. I mean, friggin' Harley gets a grappling hook, and Deadshot gets a jetpack, yeah. and the, Boomerang is just fast. The the the, fu- the Boomerang being fast is really shit. The idea. The idea for the the, gra- the the gear, they were quick to, like, show this, but, like, they find it, like, in the Hall of yes, Justice they, and everything. But they steal it from yeah. the heroes. But still, yeah, like, yeah, some of it's like, okay, you couldn't figure out how to, like, have these characters traverse and just decided to give them, like, grappling hooks and... Yeah, that, yeah, just, that tells me you guys had to make a Suicide Squad game but didn't actually love the material near as much. Mm-hmm. Or shit, if you wanted a guy with a jetpack, surely there's flyers throughout the history of the Suicide Squad you could have pulled on if you wanted. Mm-hmm. it didn't have to be these characters but clearly it did because it was decided that these are the most marketable ones marketable ones yeah yeah again i just i see i i'm a fucked up person to listen to here because i've always wanted a suicide squad game and now i'm getting it and it's not yeah. what i wanted it to be I, I am wondering though like it never just it just dawned on me but like these are set in the arkham games the the arkham yeah. universe floyd lawton we saw before was white yeah yeah why why is he will smith now uh reasons that's why i think i hope they address that that oh this isn't actually floyd lawton it's just some dude it's just some it's a guy named floyd yeah (laughs) is 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 he also from an alternate universe also too where it's like yeah we're doing uh the friggin whatchamacallit we're doing the movie thing all this time later i'm like but that movie already bombed and came and went if you were gonna do that he should have just been blood sport because we like blood sport yeah and i'm pretty sure blood sports used to jetpack in the comics yeah yeah give blood sport a jetpack and i'm not (laughs) complaining at all yeah and he has uh transforming guns and if you look at the recent uh comic series uh you can also travel through the multiverse but there you go see so it almost works better oh again i could talk about this shit all day (laughs) i could talk about this all day but uh some good news we got coming down the pipeline invincible season two we know when it's resuming it's march 14th we'll get to see the rest of the episodes it's yeah. finally been announced yay again, why didn't they just wait and release it all at once i don't know again it's weird and i keep hearing conflicting things with some people being like oh it was already done and some animators being like no i only got brought on to do the adam eve special it was not done at all yeah again they could have just waited release the entire series like when it was done because there was look there's what a three and a half four month gap between when the first half and the second half give or take yeah yeah just just wait that little bit extra it's fine yeah again it's weird all all i know is that views are down on my video on my channel for covering the show and now i don't know if i'm gonna keep covering it when it comes back (laughs) because again where it's like look if this is just pulling in as much as a regular 22 page comic that i'm not gonna put the extra time and effort on i don't know if i'm not getting it out early enough because amazon keeps fucking around with the release where it's like yep it comes out tomorrow at eight hour dropping it early while you're asleep fuck you joel (laughs) All, all the other channels and theorizers and everything else have it done and up by the time you actually get a chance to work on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, in just in general, it feels like people weren't nearly as hyped for this second season because no. more people were familiar were, were were way more familiar with the first couple volumes of Invincible. Yeah, and I I also think they kind of shot themselves in the foot by doing, like I know it's obviously in the book without all the multiverse stuff but from yeah. from a casual audience viewer looking in they think oh they're just doing multiverse stuff because marvel did it yeah yeah exactly there's a lot of like real casual uh things where you know obviously not the show's fault but you know tastes have changed we we really got to do a topic at some point though i feel like i want to actually research this a little more i don't think superhero movie fatigue is as real as everyone in the media wants to make it seem i do think there's something to multiverse fatigue though oh absolutely because everyone just jumped into it at the same time because they saw oh yes 
those Marvel movies did it and it was like really successful. We were going to emulate that without like thinking about it at all. And not even just them, but like other big movies too, like Mm -hmm. everything everywhere all at once. It feels like, you know, multiverse was the hot shit there for a while. Yep. Yeah. And uh, now it feels like it's not anymore. And again, I I always use my mom as an example because, you know, she she's always loved franchises. You know, she's always loved big, long running things. You know, she's the person who got me into like, you know, James Bond and shit like that. You know, that's been going on forever. So like she's fine with being able to follow a story, you know, where they change the actor every time and everything. But when it's like, here's a solid universe, but also here's another universe on top of that universe you have to keep straight. I think that is the line of, you know the line for casual fans where it's like, this is too much for us. We can keep one fictional universe, maybe two. We can keep a DC and a Marvel, but if we have to keep universes within universes straight, yeah, yeah, then that's maybe a little too much for them, which, Hey, you know what? That's fine. Because as we discovered from all those Marvel movies that have been going on for like 20 years, average people can't keep up with continuity. No, no, they cannot. Yeah. They can keep up. Uh, they can keep up with as much continuity as they can keep up with the last one, which is always, I think, has been the key to Marvel movie success. But no one ever wants to admit that there is continuity, but it's not very hard continuity. All at most, all you need to have seen is the last one. Yeah, or no, like, oh, that Stark Enterprises, that's Iron Man, or you know, like that building belongs to Iron Man. You know, stuff like that, very surface level stuff. Yeah. Again, even too, you know, I give all the credit in the world to the Marvels movie. I mentioned this in our review and I'll say it again. They do a really good job letting you know who Monica Rambeau is, letting you know who Kamala is, even if you never saw those things. Yep. They do a good, like the first, like what, 30 minutes of the film is just like exploring each of those characters. Mm hmm. Yep. Again, you didn't need to see the shows, but if you did, it can only help you. Uh, Tevia helping us out in the chat. Any opinion on the Crisis movie ending their universe? I didn't even see it. I know it came yeah, out. I had the chance to watch it, but really I just didn't watch forgettable. it. Really forgettable. Really forgettable. They, it looked they, forgettable. Like, like I know in the in, in Crisis of Infinite Earth, there is a part in that in the book where it does focus on like Earth three and the Crime Syndicate and all that, and they do that in the film, but they do it too much, where the movie just becomes, oh, this is just a Crime Syndicate film. Oh. Well, yeah. I do like the crime syndicate, but you don't sound too. You sound nonplus by it, so I'm guessing it's no, not as good it's, as it's how like, that sounds. No, it's like don't want to. This is the first time we've met these characters in this version of the universe. I don't give a fuck about True. them. True. That that is the problem with this tomorrow verse. It wasn't around long enough to concentrate on anything. It was really a flash in the pan. I, wasn't I heard it? they had a plan to do like ten movies before going into the crisis, but they had to cut that down because. Uh, James DC, Gunn wants control over D, animation. D, now. Yeah, D, DC Studios became a thing, and they started production on on their things. They're like, okay, we have to rush this out with like weird movies set like Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes and a Batman Long Halloween and all these other Yo. movies that don't really fit together. No, not at all. And even when they do do them like that, uh, Supergirl and the Legion movie, all I could think is like, this is like the second or third time I've seen this story in animation. You guys did this story way better when you did it in Justice League like 10 years ago. Yep. Which is really sad where it's like, okay, now you're actually doing stories you've already done, but doing them not as good as you did the first time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which is really disappointing. Uh, yeah, that's more or less all the news that was here this week. I can't think of anything else. Can you? No, no, I don't think there was much news this week. No, and I only read four books this week. So again, like I said, maybe we'll finish this show in under two hours. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, where would you like to begin, Matt? I imagine we read a couple of the same ones. Uh, let's start with Beast World. Yeah, Beast World, issue number five, the penultimate issue, and I can't believe it's already the penultimate issue. It's the penultimate issue. The The next issue comes out this week, so we've got one after the other, which is pretty good. Um, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, the, the, the big Doctor Hate reveal, which, uh, as I said in my previous review, no matter what it was, it's going to be disappointing, and it was disappointing. Really? Because a bunch of people in my comment section really enjoyed it, actually, because Taylor kind of foreshadowed it in his last Titans crossover by saying, yeah, there's a demon missing in hell. Yeah, but and and then that's it. That, yeah. That's all the buildup that 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 character had. Dr. Hate didn't have any character line through line or anything through since their creation at the end of Night Terrors. 
I mean, not really, though I do appreciate that it refocuses the story on Raven mm-hmm. and her relationship mm-hmm. to Beast Boy and everything, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, that's cool. That's and also, all the good stuff of this issue, yeah. It is, and also there's kind of this, like, subtext thing where this is the Titans' first at bat as being, like, the Justice League stand-in, mm-hmm. and so far every problem has been connected to them, whether they liked it or not. The Necro Star got woken up by, like, an old family friend of Starfire. Beast Boy tried to make it better by becoming a Starro, but only made it worse. And now uh, Dr. Hate is actually Raven. And and it's all, like, it's I, I love that it's all framed as this, like, oh, Walla actually probably had a hand in all of this at some point absolutely and i oh, like that. that that's really fucking good use of waller finally good oh. use of waller in this event oh yeah this this has been a great time for waller and in fact that actually extends to green arrow in this week as well as we get a much better understanding of the breadth of her plan but i love uh she, she now gets to step out in the light after being a mm-hmm. shadowy spy master forever she's the head of uh what is it the bureau of supremacy or so- whatever so- sovereignty yeah which is connected to the the, the villain in, in wonder woman yes uh steel which is very cool yes I like that. And her first order of business is like, well, now that I'm in control, uh, drones, kill people with drones. Yeah, cool. Yeah, drone strikes. Let's do cool. it. Yep. Awesome. Drone strikes. I love that there's a moment in this book where the president whose face we don't really see and whose name we never get is like, I don't know, Amanda. I don't know about all these drone strikes. And I'm like, yeah, hey, you can tell this is a comic book fantasy. An American president didn't <laughs> want to drone strike people. <laughs> yeah, actually gave a shit about his people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And didn't want to drone strike everyone. <laughs> I mean, shit, if this was in if this was the real world, there'd be a hundred. Uh, what is it? New York Post articles about like why the drone strike is actually good for you and your family. <laughs> what are you doing to help the drone strikes that are going to kill a million American citizens? And then Cyborg with probably one of the best Cyborg modes. It was like, I could hack it. I could hack the entire American drone army in like two seconds. Yeah. I'm Cyborg. Nightwing, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, could, I could always do that. That was always an option. And Nightwing being like dude i think it's awesome you could do that let's keep that in our back pocket though because i'm pretty sure the second we do that it's it's an act of war on the american government (laughs) i did like 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 taylor has done this earlier in his titans run where he he talked about like nightwing and his contingencies and uh how he he'd rather the team know about the contingencies rather than keeping Mm -hmm. them hidden like batman does and i like that he continues that here where he 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 tells the team it's like okay we can go that route but we'll keep that as a contingency just in case i want to go and talk with walla first and if she doesn't yeah and if and when she doesn't agree with our pleas then we'll, we'll we'll move to the contingencies yeah, this has been probably one of Waller's most brilliant plans, too, because everyone acted exactly like how she yeah. knew they would. Yeah, yeah. And Nightwing, to his great credit, Dick Grayson being like, no, surely I can see the good in everyone. Surely, Amanda, I, I know you hate the superhero community. I know you don't like us for what we do. And, you, you know, you can only control problems by putting bombs in their brains. But surely killing a million American citizens is too far even for you. And she's like, nope, nope, I'm good with that, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wish I could kill more. Yeah, is my only problem is I really wish I could kill more people. She <laughs> she gives a good speech too, being like, you know, the you, you you're you heroes are so out of date with your vigilante justice and everything. People don't want that. They want gods and despots. They want black and white easy answers, and I'm here to give that to them. And I'm like, that's that's a pretty fucked up read on like American politics and world politics in general. And also mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could see how a woman like Amanda Waller would thrive super hard, Absolutely. you know, in our current topical world absolutely yeah i give them an enemy to hate and i give them a solution to solve said problem i've been doing it for years in the suicide squad only now i can do it out in the open yeah (laughs) and the fact that you know by saving everyone in the world they play into her hand she has that great moan of like damn if i knew it was so easy to get the titans to declare war on the american government by stopping this drone strike i would have killed beast boy a long time ago (laughs) oh that's great and then earlier in the issue she also uses uh chester runk's sacrifice quote-unquote oh, yeah. like painting him as like an american hero and everything that sacrificed himself to kill garfield is great yeah he li- yeah he listened to his government unlike those <laughs> damn dirty titans yeah yeah his, his 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 family was killed by the beast people even though we know that peacemaker killed them 
<laughs> yeah, which he did gleefully too yeah. is the other thing. Yeah. But Peacemaker Peacemaker is so funny in this series because he needs to be competent and tough enough to keep involved in these big crisis events but also needs to resemble the TV show enough where mm-hmm. he's like funny and affable yeah. to where he gets beaten by Nightwing who just turns his helmet around. It's like, yeah, that's why you don't wear a helmet in the field, asshole. Yeah, no, it, it's great. And it, uh, Taylor does a great job of like writing that line with that character where it's like, oh yeah, he's like a real badass, but then he'll also fight Nightwing and Nightwing will immediately take advantage of his we- one weakness. <laughs> he's he's a badass unless he's actually dealing with anyone somewhat competent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it instantly falls away. And uh, yeah, the big reveal, you know, which again, all the credit in the world for Taylor for really making the relationship between Raven and Beast Boy such a strong mm. backbone of his series. You know, she's like, oh, do I give into my anger if I wake the demon inside me? I bet I could kill, you know, I could stop Waller's heart. And she wouldn't even know only to try and open the diamond on her head and be like, oh, fuck, the, uh, the demon's gone. But if the demon's gone, where is it? <laughs> And, and I, it's, I was it's, here. It's, it's Doctor Hate, and 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 she she's now there, which it's really funny because it makes her earlier stuff in Beast World so much more perplexing. Like like the stuff she did in that uh that one tie-in I talked about where she was Very, trying to, yeah. to trying to get into the 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 yellow network and like let the lords of chaos and it's like why are you doing mm. that? It doesn't make any sense. It you know what it is you know what I think it really breaks down to. I think Joshua Williamson had one idea for Dr. Hate. Tom Taylor had another idea, but because Tom Taylor was writing this event, he got the final say on who was under the mask. I, I fully believe uh, the character was meant to be someone else and was changed pretty late in the writing process. Probably because we don't see their face when they're first introduced in mm-hmm. that backup issue, but they make a strong point to being like, ah, yes, and you, you have a special reason to hate the superhero community, mm-hmm. don't you? This is a vague reason who could apply to anyone, but yes. we're saying it applies to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you could literally be anyone, mm-hmm. and indeed you ended up being anyone. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that. Though I kind of do love the idea of a raven, any raven, being a lord of chaos. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool idea, yeah. Feels like something they should have pulled the trigger on a long time ago. I often said, if Raven got, like, a new miniseries, she totally should get the Helmet of Fate at some point and become Mm. the new Doctor Fate. That'd be cool. Doctor Raven Fate. But yeah, so that one was pretty solid. I'm definitely interested to see where it goes because mm. it does feel like the sixth issue is going to have some major ramifications because they technically haven't fixed many of the problems that are still problems. Yeah, there's still all those beast people out there. How, like they, they haven't actively tried to cure it either. No, they haven't figured that out yet. They said they were working on it, but shit keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. Also, too, after this, where it's like, how did the Titans get out of this without being, like, enemies of the state now moving forward? Yeah, and, it, uh, like, of course, like, I, I, I have to think that, like, all the other heroes of Earth will be like, no, the Titans are, are good guys, like, they're fine, it's just Waller and everything, so does that mean all of the heroes? Because she was going after all of the heroes, but specifically she was. Titans, because they were, like, the, the premier team at the time. In fact, when we talk about Green Arrow, we'll talk a little bit more about her plan, but I could see maybe that being the marching orders for the DC Universe in 2024, divorcing superheroes from the government and from established authority and be like, no, if you're a hero, you are a vigilante. Vigilante, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, you are not backed by the police or any governing body, because that kind of feels like how the winds are blowing in 2024, society-wise, where it's like, yeah, we don't want our heroes in any way to be agents of a government, any government, because once they do, it kind of gets a little murky, doesn't it? It does, it does. It gets just a little bit murky, but uh, yeah, pretty solid issue. Uh, What else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had World's Finest issue 23. Ah, yes, yes. This one's still going strong. In fact, yeah. you get your annual next week. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Christopher Cantwell's writing a story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this issue is the penultimate issue of the Kingdom Come uh, little events story arc they've been doing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Superman and Batman of Earth Zero and Earth 22 battling Gog and Magog. Uh, Magog, who was David, the, the boy Thunder from an earlier storyline that Wade was writing. Uh, right. And yeah, most of the issue is just like this big fight between uh, Gog and him reiterating what he's doing. He, Gog is such an interesting character. Like Wade has like given him such an interesting role here where like 
he he fully believes in what he's doing is right and the thing is that like you start to agree with him because he he's, <laughs> he's planning on opening this portal to apocalypse and like dying in combat will allow him to go into his his uh people's valhalla and uh, he wants right. he wants that for every all the heroes on earth as well and wants to take them to heaven with him and wants to save humanity and everything and he he fully believes like doing this will save humanity from earth uh, of earth 22 and um he does he can't see that like just doing this will actually just destroy everything because it's apocalypse <laughs> it's dark side um they, they managed to to convince david to go against gog they and basically by telling him that no one blames him for what happened you know why he killed all those people they they kept looking for him but they couldn't find him because earth 22 was separated from the multiverse thanks to gog's power right. um so they end up getting into a big fight and then at the end of it we find out that gog has been using the anti-life equation to oh uh, shit to to make earth 22 susceptible to his like control that's what he's been using to subjugate the world and oh that and, seems like a problem and, and the batman realized that like oh if he's got the anti-life equation and he's opening a portal to apocalypse and he's going to die the anti-life equation will go to dark side and that's a big mm. problem uh, maybe but, the worst thing but all of that doesn't really matter in the end because uh, the final page dark side just turns up and and starts <laughs> starts big fucking battle with everyone hey remember me jerks yeah i'm, I'm intrigued to see what uh wade's gonna do with dark side here whether he's gonna be uh the earth because technically kingdom come has its own dark side and that dark side is Orion. right right not the one who exists outside of time and space as main universe dark yeah, side but is. the thing is here this dark side looks like classic dark side so is it what williamson brought back where it's like that grant morrison thing where like dark side there's one dark side for the entire multiverse sort of thing and there's different aspects Maybe. of him i'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with that yeah no doubt no doubt yeah uh Building off on what I was saying about how uh, the new Green Era book actually ties into Beast World and Waller quite uh, quite substantially uh, this mm -hmm. week, we have kind of a fun one and done here where they, they try and swerve you, where you pick it up there and Connor Hawk's like, oh no, the worst has happened. My father, Oliver Queen, is dead again. Again. <laughs> again. I know we just brought him back, but he's dead. No, really, I swear he's dead. Uh, Onomatopoeia broke into our house and shot him a bunch. He's definitely dead. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but really, Ollie just dressed up like uh, Onomatopoeia to try and get closer to Brick, who put out a major hit on him at the behest of Amanda Waller. Yeah. And in fact, we learn what she is using her brand new authority to do amongst the supervillain community. Basically, she's not using bombs anymore. She's not using black site prisons. Her new thing as the head of the uh, sovereignty division or whatever yeah. is basically if you kill a superhero for her, she will wipe your slate completely clean. Ah. Pretty good fucking deal, right? The only problem is, is that career criminals like Brick have a hard time believing her because she's an agent of the government. That 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 goes back to the thing Williamson was writing about, like when Amanda was setting this out, because none of the none of the top tier heroes believed her. They're like, "No, you fucking run the Suicide Squad. Fuck you. Mm. You got to put a bomb in my head." So she had to turn to like all these like random D listers. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what Williamson is building on in this issue with Brick saying, well, I had to see it for myself. So I put Onomatopoeia up to it because he's a fucking crazy person mm -hmm. who we still actually know nothing about all this time later. He's still a mystery. So I would have to see if he would go and kill Green Arrow. Would his slate be wiped clean? Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently so. So, yeah, ooh, it was getting really scary between Green Arrow and and uh, amanda waller but it gets worse because you remember uh arsenal went missing at the end of the last issue because he was actually looking into amanda waller and he stumbled yep. upon all of her plans with beast world and everything else yep well now apparently he's working for her oh Ooh. which actually begs some really interesting questions because it's like oh is he trying to clear his own slate or is he trying to clear his daughter's slate now because she's back now, and that's totally a thing. I uh, yes. I love the idea of Waller being a Green Arrow family villain because they are such polar opposites. Yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? 
Yeah, and to see Waller at her most corrupt and her most fucky battling a green arrow who is back and rejuvenated now and also kind of not trusting his own friends on the justice league he's actually the one lone voice of dissent being like you guys shouldn't have stepped down yeah it, and, and which is really interesting because that's like kind of like the opposite of like what you would expect yeah oliver queen to be he'd, he'd be he's full anti-disestablishment so yeah, so yeah. Like, he'd be like no no step down we don't need a justice league <laughs> Yeah, is is this Ollie getting old? Is the thing is he like, oh, I guess I am the establishment now. Yeah, yeah, just realizing that and just going with it. Which is funny because he's got like you know more young sidekicks and wards than he ever has before. His son, his sidekick, his sidekick's daughter, his sister. When they remember she exists. <laughs> yeah, friggin' uh, Jeff Johns kind of took Imiko Queen away, and we haven't seen her in the Green Arrow book in a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this uh, this one was solid. I like it because it was a one and done, and we basically just don't get one and done ends anymore. No, no, we don't. It's it's quite strange, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, I like it. I like a good solid one and done. And also, it's Phil Hester drawing Green Arrow again, oh. which is like which th- they say you can't go home again. But with this, I really feel like we can go home again. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. He's so good. he is. He is the definitive Green Arrow artist, as far as I'm concerned. When I look at his work, I'm like, yep, that's a Green Arrow story. That's Green Arrow. Yep, that's what it is. Uh, What else did you have, Matt? I only had two more, and I saved the two big ones for last, and then we can talk about what's coming out this week. I I didn't have anything else. I haven't had time to read anything else. (laughs) Okay, then I'll go quickly through these. Uh, A book I'm sure you will read, because it's connected to X-Men Red, uh, Resurrection of Magneto, issue number one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got that in my pile. I will fully admit, uh, not reading X-Men Red, there was a lot of stuff I didn't understand here, and I kind of had to grasp at straws. I feel like understanding the complexities of the relationship between Storm and Magneto probably would have served me good here. Yeah, I I can imagine it would. Because she has a nightmare, basically, where Eric seems to be in hell, essentially, and he has five different helmets at his feet. Uh, all representing different helmets he's worn over the years. And he says, you're right, Aurora, you're right. And she takes this dream as like a call to come and save him from the afterlife. Oh, nice. And uh, this issue actually takes place after she managed to stop the war on Araco, but before the events of Fall of the House of X, they're very sure to say. Oh, so just in that little sweet spot. Just in that sweet little window there. Also, I didn't realize that uh, Storm is dating a new guy and he's just a regular old NASA dude. Yeah, yeah, I I briefly saw that. I, I hadn't read any of that, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, she's just dating a NASA guy and she even says that like, hey, this is a relationship for me. This guy loves me for me, not just because like I'm an Omega mutant and a queen <laughs> and a god and everything. It's nice <laughs> to just date a normal person. yeah. Uh, it's then after this, the book kind of goes nuts as Ewing ties together several other things in what <laughs> is becoming very, very common for these X-Men books now and like wrap it up, wrap yeah, it up, we gotta like, wrap on, it all yep, up. Yep, we got that deadline before July, we gotta wrap it all up. <laughs> uh, not just wrapping up in this book, because to get to the afterlife, Storm has to look up Adam Bashir, Blue Marvel, and The Defenders, <laughs> that book that Ewing was also writing. Oh no. <laughs> And Blue Marvel, just apropos of nothing, is like, ah, yes, remember when we were talking to Eternity, because that's what was going on in our book, and uh, Eternity talked about its great rival that was coming to destroy it. Well, we now know that its great rival was actually the Phalanx Dominion, so there's that, everyone. (laughs) Also, here's Galactus's mom, who's also here still. Oh, God. In case you're wondering. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, Galactus's mom, uh, Taya, Talea, yeah, she's still mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And uh, the, the way they get to the afterlife is really clever. Blue Marvel's like, hey, remember the waiting room that uh, Scarlet Witch created mm-hmm. as like a heaven dimension in between worlds just for mutants and then like no one did anything with it? Yep. Well, we're, well, we're going to use that to hack the afterlife. Oh, shit, Tarn the Uncaring is here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And at first, Tarn is, like, actually pretty cool with Storm. Like, hey, Storm, what up? What are you doing in the afterlife? Uh, can I get resurrected? Oh, the resurrection protocols are down. That's fucking lame. Uh, who are you here for? Oh, Magneto? Oh, the guy who killed me? Fuck you. <laughs> and then Ewing's also like, oh, you think Storm wouldn't be good here in the afterlife, but remember how in Sins of Sinister I said she became, like, a magic god? 
Well, she's still doing that here. In fact, here's a shoddy uh, character from like the 70s who is a ancestor of Storm. And also the reason there's magic in her family. Well, she meets her in the afterlife and they have a whole conversation about the afterlife and why there's no mutant souls here right now. Because basically they got tired of waiting and they all moved on. Oh, shit. Yeah, they all moved on, and you see, like, several doors personified by several cosmic forces, so, like, there's the Living Tribunal, and Mistress Death, and also a snake, which is clearly just supposed to represent the Judeo-Christian faith. (laughs) And it's like, oh yeah, they all went on to their ultimate reward, and she's like, well, what about Magneto? Oh, he went down. You're gonna have to keep going all the way down. (laughs) He went to the bottom floor. (laughs) He, uh, basically, yes, and when she passes through the bottom floor, Storm, she ends up entering the Realm of Gods. Okay. So she meets the Beyonders, but she also meets the Dominions who are also there, because the Dominions exist outside time and space. hmm And the Phalanx Dominion, which is the one that Nimrod and uh, Omega Sentinel have been boosting forever, yep. is having a pissing contest with the Enigma Dominion, which is the uh, Nathaniel Essex one that came online. Yep. And Storm's like, oh, this shit's getting too weird. I got to fucking get out of here. (laughs) I have no idea what you guys are going on about. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really know either. And uh, the final page is we find Magneto and he's basically trapped in a lava tube with the names of all the people he's killed surrounding him. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That's that's a lot of names. (laughs) Yeah, oh, it is. It's a huge page. It's a beautiful page. And they're like, oh, it's the unbroken city. And I'm like, it's hell. You you can just say it's hell. He went to hell when he died. It's fine. (laughs) You know, it's it's at the bottom of the universe and it's, you know, filled with fire and magma and the names of the dead. You can you can just say it's hell. Yeah, geez. Yeah. So this is a book I like, but holy shit, was this a lot to take in? And I felt like I was missing all of the context for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would definitely like it more is the feeling I got. Yeah. Yeah, so check that one out if you want. And if anyone else, if I piqued your interest or maybe just confused you, there's an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last book I had this week was actually Superior Spider-Man 3. Oh, nice. And it was a ton of fun because Dan Slott, get this, actually lets Peter Parker be a character in his own story. Yeah. No, no. I know. Is that allowed? Is that even legal? <laughs> I don't think it is. I think he's breaking all the rules. It's it's a fun buddy cop piece with Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man needing to team up to save Anne-Marie. And also Dan Slott getting very meta about the success of Superior Spider-Man by him literally breaking it down in a logic tree saying, so this is what happened in the original Superior Spider-Man that ended with Ock being a hero. But uh, two Spider-Verse adventures later, two clones, some robots, and a deal with the devil. Uh, None of this matters anymore, and you're not that guy anymore. (laughs) Which I'm like, oh, yeah, so this is definitely Slot saying, yeah, I had a good story once until comics happened and overcomplicated my good story. (laughs) But don't worry, we'll get back there. Uh, We got to defeat Supernova, and the only way we can do it is to go to Ox Underwater Base, which isn't any underwater base. It's the one from the Master Planner arc. Oh, really? Yes, they go back to that, and him and Spider-Man have a great conversation where Pete's like, yeah, you know, I did a lot of real personal growth in this place when I lifted that heavy debris. And Ock's like, that's stupid. You couldn't have a personal moment here. I escaped you that day. And Peter's like, yeah, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter if you win or if you lose. Sometimes, you know, it just means doing the right thing, and you would get that if you're a hero. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, Spider-Man's actually doing important things. And the whole thing basically ends with a tease that maybe Ock is going to screw Spider-Man over and try and steal his body again. No, oh, he wouldn't do that. Doctor, oh, he I, wouldn't do that. I know, right? He wouldn't. But but basically, but his reasoning is sad where he's like, look, I defeated Supernova once before. I let you back in control of your body to defeat Green Goblin because you've defeated him a bunch. Uh, naturally, I'm the right choice for this. <laughs> so maybe he's just going to steal it for a minute. <laughs> no, a minute, yeah. Just for a minute. But yeah, Superior Spider-Man continues to be a lot of fun. It's just nice to see Spider-Man doing shit that matters. (laughs) And not just falling into the background to think he's had more to do in the Superior Spider-Man book than he has had in his main book in like two years. (laughs) It's shocking. (laughs) It really is. Uh, So we want to talk about what's coming out this week. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I, I I looked it up, and I don't think it's a very big week at all. No, it's it, it's an annual week because I think yeah. uh, what is it? This is a month with thirty one days. Yes, it is. Yes. yes. So usually we get a lighter load, and thank fuck because I need it. Uh, you got your Batman Superman World's Finest annual. Yes. Uh, we both got Batman and Robin annual 2024. Yep. That's going to be good. Uh, what else we got going? Ooh, Avengers Twilight 2. We didn't talk about the first yes. Avengers. Twi- or we, or actually, yeah, no, we, we did talk about we the did. first Avengers. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, you talked about it. I hadn't read it yet. I finally did read it. Pretty good. It's pretty good. And issue two is coming quickly. Very much so. So it gets to be fresh in everyone's mind. We got the finale of Beast World, issue number six. Can't mm-hmm. believe it came out so quickly. Yeah. Uh, you got Star Wars Doctor Aphra 40, Alan Scott Green Lantern 4. Ooh, yay. Batman Off World 3, Dead X-Men, issue number one, which I think is also tied to the waiting room and being like, hey, wasn't like Jubilee and Cannonball and like some pretty big mutants, didn't they die at uh, the friggin' Hellfire Gala? We're not just going to leave them dead, are we? Yeah, again, more house cleaning. <laughs> yeah, more ha- Yeah, this is definitely what this one feels like. like. Don't worry, everyone. We didn't kill your favorites. We promise. <laughs> Jubilee and the others are fine, we swear. Uh, then what else we got going on there? Oh, Trinity Special number one. I know you've been reading the Tom King book, so I, you might be interested in that. Yes, yes. Uh, Killadelphia 33, which is still continuing to cross over with other image characters. The Savage Dragon is in this one. Oh, nice. I still can't believe that's a real thing. Uh, Power Girl Uncovered number one. Certainly looks like something up your alley. I think that's just like a uh, like a compilation of like the first couple of issues because they did that oh with, uh, that makes sense they did that recently with something else as well where yeah they, oh, they brought a bunch of the first issues together well that's good uh we also got dc power 2024 which looks to be their black history month uh oh. offering there which actually has a really cool list of people in there you it got does. brandon thomas you got john ridley uh i think martin burrow is in that one too Sherilyn eaton again mm-hmm. lots of names you know and a lot of characters you know bloodwin gets a story matt bloodwin nice from the backups of action comics yeah bloodwind is back and in pog form yeah he's actually not the original bloodwind it's like this guy from lazarus planet who can take on his form yeah, I guess he can't be the old Bloodwind because old Bloodwind was just Martian, Martian Manhunter. Manhunter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess they had to explain that away. I, yeah. I love, you know, if you're just an old enough comic character, eventually they'll do backflips to bring you back. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, everyone, that'll just about do it for us. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Lots of news, lots of books, and hey, you know what? We get to do it all again next week. We do, yes. Uh, as always, uh, if you are a fan of the show, be sure to check us out on all the different podcast channels. I try and put this up on Wednesday, uh, mostly ad free. <laughs> mostly. Uh, of mostly ad mostly. Uh, the best way to see the show is, of course, exactly what you're doing right now, and that is seeing us live Saturday night when we go live to do this show. Uh, the other best way to see it is by becoming a patron, where you will get the audio and video format of it basically as quick as humanly possible. And also be sure to, as I mentioned before, subscribe to Cape Joel Extra. I am going to try and start uh, archiving the show there in the future. Nice. So be sure to look forward to that. Uh, anything else to talk about, Matt? Anything else you want to promote or pitch or what have you? Uh, I'm going to be checking out that Suicide Squad game later on this week, so keep yeah. an eye out for that. We'll see how, how that goes. Um, yeah, go watch them. Yeah, other than that, just business as usual. Ah, well, alrighty then. So thank you everyone for watching and listening. It's been a pleasure. Matt and I will be back again next week. Same comic multiverse time, same comic multiverse place. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.